welcome to episode 60 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a beautifully orchestrated version of a song you're probably all very familiar with. It hails to us from the Legend of Zelda franchise, as do most of the tracks we're covering this evening, with just a few angelic treasures at the end for good measure. <laughs> we're continuing our journey through the music of the Super Smash Brothers series with some more incredible tunes you may not have noticed while beating the heck out of your friends. <laughs> Grab your hook shots and sacred treasures because tonight we talk about the Legend of Zelda and Kid Icarus music from the Super Smash Brothers series. <laughs> Well, here we are again. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, right. We had some scheduling conflicts with the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the the holiday, but you know we're we're sticking with our twice a month situation here, and uh, well, we're, we're back continuing our Super Smash Brothers extravaganza. How you doing, Matt? I'm pretty daggone good. How about you? I'm pretty daggone good too. <laughs> I'm really excited about the tunes we're going to be listening to tonight. Um, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, we're we're talking about the Zelda franchise, which is really known for having some incredible music, and coupled with the Kid Icarus franchise, which is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tunes primarily come from Hirokazu Hip Tanaka, one of my all-time favorites. And um, the last track, which uh, is, well, well, we'll get there when we get there. So we're going to start off with Legend of Zelda, and we're going to finish off with some Kid Icarus. Um, so let's let's just get right down to business, huh? Yeah, man. Let's do it. I'm, I'm All right. Ready. All right. So uh, our first track that we're going to be listening to this evening comes to us from Super Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, and it is the title Legend of Zelda uh, from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. This particular iteration uh, was arranged by Shogo Sakai, uh, who we spoke about, I think, in the previous episode. Uh, he's known for his work on Mother 3 and various Kirby titles. And uh, this is a version of the title screen music from the original NES Legend of Zelda, composed by the legendary Koji Kondo. Um, this is a really great rendition. Uh, it's very epic. It's very sweeping. And um, it's uh, kind of different from the, uh, the, the original flavored. It also um, uh, pulls in the dungeon theme from the original NES Legend of Zelda. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not really quite a medley. It's just the two songs kind of molded together. But uh, it does a a really interesting job of capturing the magic of that. Um, So just as a quick refresher, this right here is a sample of what the songs that this uh, particular cover is drawing from. Enjoy. you have that under your belts you're more acquainted with uh what we're working with here let's uh strap in for shogo sakai's cover of uh rendition even of title from the legend of zelda this one from super smash brothers brawl <laughs> Thank you. 
So what do you think, Matt? You ready to go on an adventure and save Hyrule? <laughs> of course, absolutely. How do you? <laughs> I, I feel like how do you not hear that uh, the big overture there and not want to just like you know throw bombs at cracks in walls and you know swing <laughs> a sword and and maybe kick a chicken or something. <laughs> None of those things were in the original NES version. I know, not not a single one there of them. There were no cracks in the walls. You stabbed your sword instead of swinging it, and there were <laughs> yeah. no chickens. Yeah. But still, it makes you want to do those things. Well, I'm 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 more about, like, the kind of, uh, you know, the updated versions. Like, I'm a big fan of um, uh, Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. That's that To me, that was, like, the best, if not maybe, like, the second best uh, iteration of the the Link and Zelda franchise. I I agree. That's uh it's actually my number two in the franchise. What's your number one? Wind Waker. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Wind Waker's my favorite game of all time, actually. Really? Like uh, top of the list, that's it? Top of the list. That that that's it for me. I huh. I love that game more than more than words. <laughs> uh, so so this in particular is a really cool, uh really cool rendition to this. It's a much more intense version of the song. Um, you know, because it starts with that, just the chorus and that big crash. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, very abrupt start. And um, in the original NES version, it's it's far more mysterious. You know, it's, it's got that kind yeah. of like whistly tune to it. And um, the whole song just has a, a, a certain build to it. And this one just starts at 11 and stays there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, I, I love the... Um, uh, the the piano was almost unexpected for mm-hmm. me listening to this uh, for the first time. Just that that really adds a, a an excellent extra layer to it um, that I wouldn't think just from a straight orchestration that you know this would just all be like horns and and strings and stuff. But no, throwing the piano in there really adds a layer um, that that's that's quite nice. I I love it a lot. I, um, I definitely agree. I think um, the the piano gives it a, a depth. It gives it like um, a level of uh, man. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't I don't want to say regalness, but there's like a triumph. Yeah, Bong. yeah. No, I, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, like just it's really just just accenting the bass a lot, and it yes. it really elevates the whole piece. It's it's magnificent. Um, also, I really love the uh, the rendition of the dungeon music. I think that's oh, really, fantastic. really cool, especially when it switches over to the pipe organ because it starts off with the violins and it's like, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. I want to play the game with that. I want to play the original Zelda with that song playing in the background. And then it switches to the pipe organ. I'm like, never mind. That's <laughs> what I want. I agree. Uh, when it and it was seamless too. I, you know. Um, when I'm playing the music, I'm looking at it as waveforms, and I see where it's coming in. Uh, but uh, it it they did such a great job of bringing it down dynamically, and now we're we're hearing that dope, you know, original dungeon music, obviously reorchestrated, but dungeon music nonetheless. And it's it just it works. It just works. It's you a know? really cool piece to kind of add uh, to to mix in with this because you know this is this is not a, a cover of the overworld music which is the same song but mm-hmm. this is very specifically sampling the uh, uh not sampling but really specifically a version of the title screen music uh and uh, it's just kind of neat to have that trend you know transition from this to uh that that dungeon music which is oh absolutely yeah it's, it's it's a good tune it's nice it's one of the eeriest pieces of music um 
that I've, I've ever heard in my life. It's actually the first piece of Zelda music I ever heard. Um, my first exposure to Zelda was when uh, my sister's friend had brought it over, and uh, I heard them playing the game as I walked past the bedroom where the, the <laughs> TV was, and I heard the, uh, the dungeon music. And I was like, what is that? That sounds spooky. And <laughs> it was spooky. <laughs> no, yeah, the, even the original, uh, like the original NES cartridge version of it, it's, it's a great uh, piece of music put together then and now, you know, fast forward to having them, uh, you know, re redo it with new instrumentation. It it it's just a good piece of music because it holds up even with a new instrumentation. And then, of course, like you were pointing out, the pipe organ. To think to make it on a pipe organ, like like that's great. It, it's it's a testament to how good the piece of music it is, uh, piece of composition, how good mm-hmm. it is. Can you put it on all sorts of other or play it with other, all sorts of other instruments, and and how good is it going to sound? You know. I've heard this covered by a handful of folks with different instruments, and there's a great, like, you know, rock guitar cover by The Advantage that's mm. just ex- a- extraordinary as well. So, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot good happening here. So, <laughs> huzzah, huzzah! <laughs> All right, but uh, see, the Zelda franchise is, is this is again interesting. I remember thinking back to the Mario episode where we had all these renditions of songs from like Mario One uh, and Mario World. This were we're we're jumping all over the map here, so that we're already moving past Zelda one and mm-hmm. moving on to uh, the grossly underappreciated Zelda two: The Adventure of Link. Uh, this is a song from Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, it is the temple theme, which uh, I remember playing Melee for the first time and hearing this music come out of it and just about losing my damn mind because. <laughs> Nobody talked about Zelda. Zelda 2 is just something that's so very, it's super referenced, but also not like, mm-hmm. from, you know, from a, all the names of the, 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 the sages and Ocarina of Time and stuff, like all those names come from Zelda 2, like mm-hmm. Saria and Rauru, like all, all that stuff is the names of the towns in Zelda 2. Like Zelda 2 has so much of the, of the mythology built into it, including the actual legend of Zelda, but the game itself is so rarely referenced uh from a gameplay or musical perspective and boy when when uh, i heard the palace theme from zelda 2 redone in uh with modern sounds i uh but like i said i've about lost my i've about lost my mind so uh, <laughs> this is this is so cool so um what we're talking about here is um again from smash brothers melee this so since it was melee this was also done by uh, shogo sakai uh, once again, who did uh, arrange that last one we were just listening to? You know, Mother 3, Kirby titles, blah, blah, blah. Most <laughs> of the Melee soundtrack. Um, uh, the original Zelda 2 music, though, is not by Koji Kondo. Zelda 2 was composed by Akito Nakatsuka. And uh, it's a really weird soundtrack because the compositions are incredible, but the instrumentation, especially in the uh, NTSC version, is really odd. It's, it's very trilly. Um, but this is this is a great song, and it's probably the song that you hear the most when playing through Zelda Two because you spend a lot of time in those palaces in Zelda Two. Mm. Uh, have you messed with Zelda Two much? Yeah, I haven't played it as an adult though. Um, a lot of my uh, FaceTime is kind of as a kid, and mm. maybe even as a little bit as a teenager. But um, I, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I think I need to um, find a way to go back and and play that again. 
because I, I would agree. I, I, there's a lot to like in this game. It's it's a bit obtuse and it's very difficult, mm-hmm. but uh, I find it to be a very rewarding game. It's really mm-hmm. cool. So anyway, uh, let's 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 get let's get right to the music here. This is uh, we're gonna give you a brief refresher on the original version from uh, Akito Nakatsuka from Zelda to the Adventure of Link. This is a, a nice little snippet of the palace music. time for uh, another one of the more identifiable tracks from Super Smash Brothers Melee again by uh, arranged by Shogo Sakai here is Temple Theme enjoy Like I said, the compositions from Zelda Two are so good. Oh, absolutely! That's such so a fantastic good. track. What a what a great great track! And hearing it with, because I mean, you know, we, we listened to that little snippet before. If you're not, 
this is such an identifiable track from from mm-hmm. melee because it was you know the adventure mode had you know like one of the first things you did in the adventure mode was was this and uh this stage the the hyrule temple has been reprised in several games so it's one of the more recognizable tracks uh, zelda tracks from a smash brothers game but if you've never played the original and heard that just very trilly um almost master system-esque uh instrumentation it's a uh, it's so refreshing hearing this <laughs> come out of uh come out of real instruments uh, or real-ish instruments i mean yeah <laughs> it's still fairly synthesized but all synthesized yeah and we, you know we're talking melee here and the the soundtrack in melee is a, a tad dated uh in some places and this is definitely a, a little on the dated side but it still works so well it's still still such a great great arrangement of this piece yeah i think it goes back to what i was saying uh just a minute ago about the um the underground theme is uh you know it's it's just a great composition that you know you can play it on almost anything and it's going to sound great uh and yeah it's it's very identifiable um the minute it picked up i said oh yeah i absolutely remember this again i don't know if i remember it from from the original game or from the the smash bros game brothers smash brothers sorry how dare sorry. you sorry <laughs> sorry i'm sorry I'll, I'll go in the corner now uh, but i don't remember where i remembered it from but i clearly remember it and yeah it's it's a great track the composition the instrumentation now just just fantastic stuff man it, yeah, this really nails all of the intensity that I imagined this song having uh, when when playing this game as as a kid. There's another version uh, that was thrown in, I think that that showed up in Brawl that incorporated the Final Palace music mm-hmm. and then kind of transitioned into the second half of this. So it's like it's not actually a fully fresh song. It's just kind of a different version of this song, which is right. really weird. Um but I I still prefer this one. Uh, I just I just think it's great, and I think that I think that I would love I would love so much if they would throw another uh, Zelda two song in Smash Brothers. If somebody else would take an, a swing at uh, the overworld theme from Zelda two or the title screen. Oh my goodness, there's so <laughs> much good music in Zelda two. Actually, there's not so much. It's not a very huge soundtrack, but the stuff that's there is darn good. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> moving uh, on your intensity and passion for things that most people have forgotten about is unparalleled well thank you i will take that as a compliment it was meant as one well i tell you what nobody has forgotten about and that is our next track because we're moving on to uh what many consider to be the best game in the franchise legend of zelda link to the past yep uh, and we are going to be listening to Ah, this is such a masterpiece right here. Mm-hmm. This is so good. So, um, the uh, the the song we're going to be listening to is "The Dark World," uh, and we will be listening to the version of "The Dark World" that came to us from Super Smash Brothers Brawl, arrangement by Arata Yoshi. I think I'm pronouncing the last name correctly. Uh, it's I I O S H I. Um, so uh, this person is known for music from uh the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series and the Beat Mania series. Um, this is the Dark World theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, original by, again, the legendary Koji Kondo. Uh, it's a very recognizable tune. There's been a couple of different versions, uh, like, the, there's a great version from A Link Between Worlds for 3DS. Um, but, uh, well, let's just go ahead and listen real quick to the, uh, original version. Does a quick little refresher. 
So uh, now, now that you have that in, in, in mind, um, <laughs> this version from Brawl is, is such an amazing transformation of this song. Uh, when I remember first hearing it, and it was so unexpected. Because I remember, it's, I, I feel I feel like I saw the track name first and thought, "Ooh!" And then I hit the button, <laughs> and it was like, "Whoa!" Because this is a very cool, cool take on this tune. So, without further ado, here is Arata Yoshi's take on the Dark World from the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, as featured in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Enjoy. Fascinating take on that, right? It, it, uh, I got no words. They've all escaped <laughs> me. Um, it's such a departure from the original tone, I guess I want to say, mm-hmm. of the track. Uh, instrumentation is just wild. Um, yeah, it's so much more, it's so much more desolate. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very like, uh, 
it fits the uh, the actual dark world from a link to the past. Like mm-hmm. when you think about the way it looks, like mm-hmm. walking around by that pyramid and everything, it it's, it fits like a glove. It's it's just a very um, so different. Its instrumentation is almost, and even the tone to some extent is almost reminiscent of uh, kind of Middle Eastern music. Uh, mm-hmm. In my personal life, I have quite a few friends uh, through my wife that are belly dancers and they listen to all kinds of music and I'm very fortunate to know them and I get exposed to a lot of different things, not just um, traditional belly dance music, but you know, other stuff too, a lot of electronics. But um, this song is very reminiscent of a lot of the traditional Middle Eastern music that they dance to. And there was a part of me thinking like, I should pitch this. We have a friend who does all kinds of crazy. Uh, she dresses up and she does all kinds of crazy things. She did like a Silent Hill themed, you know, belly dance piece and stuff. But I, I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if she's thinking about a uh, Legend of Zelda because she's a gamer and you know all that stuff. And I was like, I have to pitch her this track. You know, let's see what she comes up with. I would. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I was I was so blown away when I heard this. Oh, absolutely! And, and I mean, there's there's been some really cool um, uh, cool remixes of this song. Uh, not remixes, uh, just just iterations of this song out there. Like I mentioned, the one from Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a a really crazy version of this from the um, Zelda Symphony, the uh, Symphony of the Goddesses that's been uh, touring. Mm-hmm. Just a really like, intense, uh, very loud. Uh, orchestrated version of of this tune, which is a really cool take on it as well. But I, I think of all the versions I've heard, this might be one of my favorites. It's just so out there and so cool. It's it's ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous piece. Uh, I I I love the the sort of what is that? Is that an accordion that's playing the the the, the it, primary tune there? It, it certainly sounds like one, or at least like a tiny squeeze box of some sort, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it that it's such an interesting instrument choice, you know. Um, it, it works remarkably well. Uh, every every piece of this works remarkably well. Really, it's just a. Whew, boy, this this song <laughs> impressed the pants right off of me, and uh, oh, I am I am not afraid to play Smash Brothers with no pants on. <laughs> Just <laughs> thank God it's online, because <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel next to a pantsless Chris. Well, I you f- know what? It's probably the the distraction would be the only way I'd win at Smash Brothers. <laughs> the, the, your 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 advantage is to show off your pa- pasty white thighs. It's just all about out crazying the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> you win, dude. You win. I'll go to lengths. I don't know if I'll go to those lengths. <laughs> so yeah, um, <coughs> this song, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I I love the tone that it went for. It was yeah. just it's and this is one of the things I love so much about the Smash Brothers uh series music is you know we heard a lot of this in the last uh, the last episode with all the Mario music just these these total shifts in tone that the some of these uh, composers go with to reimagine this music and and a lot of times it's just they they nail it so hard and um Oh absolutely. And uh, we're going to hear that again in just a minute. Uh, (laughs) Another crazy shift in tone. And I believe this is one that you won't be familiar with because uh, this next one hails to us from Super Smash Smash 4, um, which uh, I I believe you had said that you hadn't really played before. Uh, No, um, sir. 
This might be my favorite uh, track we listened to tonight. Uh, it is such a cool, uh, such a cool iteration of this song. Now, now this is also a song that has been remixed a, a ton of different times in a ton of different ways. Uh, we're talking about the Gerudo Valley remix from Smash 4. Um, this particular remix is done by Ryo Hamamoto who is known for his work on Soul Calibur 2, We Love Katamari, and Tekken 6, among others. Woo. So a Namco, Namco dude through and through. Mm -hmm. uh, this is originally from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, composed by Koji Kondo. Uh, and this has always been a very, very popular song uh, in the Zelda community. It's been, it's been covered countless times. I've heard rock mixes of this. I've heard mariachi mixes of this. <laughs> I've heard all manner of stuff. But this one right here is just so danceable this is very very i guess um i, I would say latin pop almost mm. this is such a good rendition of this song and uh I, I i can't wait to to listen to it so uh quick refresher here's the original from ocarina of time to 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 get you in the spirit song definitely has a spanish flavor to it but uh there's 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 nothing else that's gonna make you move quite like this track so crank <laughs> crank up the volume I, t I listen to this as loudly as you can because this song is freaking great here is gerudo valley remix from smash 4 by rio hamamoto enjoy <laughs>
Some of the most genuine reactions ever. Jeez, where do you even start with something like this? I mean, just, oh my good, oh. <laughs> I, I'm just going to let you, I, I want to I wanna see what comes out of you. Let's, see. Let's hear this. Oh God, it's, I swear, this, this song just absolutely nails me every single time I listen to it. It's, it's so intense, it's so it's so rhythmically flawless. Like this song is so great to begin with. And just hearing, (laughs) hearing it played on real instruments like this is, is so nuts. But that just driving bass, the the, the driving uh, bass drum the whole darn time. And just the really uh, reserved use of the snare drum with those, those great, like that fills, like Mm -hmm. just really, really, really hammers home the, um, the intensity of the song because it never just it never completely rises to like full on you know overdrive beat right it's always just kind of reserved with that like like stomp 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 and the way that it builds and all those those fantastic little ways and then pulls it right back in with like the little flute bit towards uh towards the end there and then when they when the strings come in and that that part where the strings are just like really really intense underneath building up and down like like oh it completely ruins me every time i listen to it it's so good or it fully completes you fully completes me yes i it's it's so it's one of those very similar to what we were talking about with um zelda 2 um with the weird instrumentation and then hearing that tune redone in like non-crappy instruments Ocarina of Time is one of my all-time favorite games. I love Ocarina of Time. The, the game means yeah, so much to me. One. It's it's it hasn't aged excruciatingly no, well, yeah, because it's on the Nintendo sixty four. And one of the things that uh, has not aged well on N sixty four in particular is the the music. The sound that comes out of that system is very. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't mince words. Tell us how you really feel. I hate it. I hate a lot of the noises that come out of the Nintendo 64 and when they did the Ocarina of Time 3D on 3DS I really liked what they did to the visuals I wish they would have gone further with it but they were you know still they they wanted to tie so much to that classic N64 one because that's it's like it's video game royalty I mean it's it's yeah. sacred to so many people and one of the biggest disappointments of that is they didn't touch the music at all it sounds just like the N64 game these compositions from Ocarina of Time are so incredible, and uh, it's it's the song, it's the game that we're going to hear the most from uh, tonight because the next two tracks are uh, Ocarina of Time related uh, as as well. But this one, in particular, is just incredible. Say some words. Say, t- tell me what you thought of this one. Tell me you liked it even a fraction of as much as I did. <laughs> I I don't know that I can like it as much as you do. I don't think there's a... I don't think I have the capacity. <laughs> um, let's, let's see. I, you know... Okay. Uh, I'm a fan of a lot of music, and I think uh, that's partly why I joined up on this show. And... You know, we do spend an awful lot of time going back and looking at, or rather, listening to old games, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, you know, the people will say they they sound like video games. Well, yeah, no shit. 
Um, <laughs> but when we get the opportunity to listen to music that was video game music and now has been redone, reimagined, uh, re-recorded with proper instrumentation, let's say, or you know what was originally intended, we get this whole new life to it. This song, and and that and it's part of my my favorite part about doing this show is we do get the old and we get some of the new. This particular song hits me in so many places. There's a lot about this song that I love. I think it, hands down, uh, one of the best, I don't know if I want to call it a cover, a reimagination, I don't know what I want to call it, but it is hands down one of the best ones I think we've done since I've joined up on the show. It's one of the best ones I've heard in a very long time. You know, uh, I've always wanted to go to the, you, you mentioned the, um, the orchestra doing the Legend of Zelda stuff, and I've always wanted to go to one of those uh, I just, uh, you know, it always escapes me or whatever. But I know that if I go, I'm going to have such an amazing time. And if you I will, win, it's incredible. I've been three times. Oh, all right. It's well, awesome. I guess I got to go, man. Uh, I know that if I saw something like this, my I, I would explode. Um, this song is so reminiscent of this group of uh, two guitarists there by the names of... Um, Rodrigo y Gabriela, and they're two Spanish guitarists, and they play in the flamenco style. Um, I believe they're Mexican-born, and they're metalheads. So you put that together, and you get these great... They made these great original tracks, but they got famous on doing their covers. They do covers of Metallica, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. Just great, great stuff. But it's if you like this song, if you're listening to us now, and you dug this cover, and you don't know who uh, Rodrigo y Gabriela is... Pause this, go find them, digest everything they have, come back, thank us in emails. They and and I'm telling you too, Chris. If you've never heard these, I've this, never heard. And if you're saying it's of this caliber, then uh, you sign me I, the f up. If if you don't like it, I will eat my hat. <laughs> um, but seriously, this song, amazing, absolutely amazing, just. From start to finish, just such a great piece of music, period. This is one of those songs that I know, I say it a lot, like, oh, I'm going to listen to this again. This is a song I will definitely listen to again. Yeah, I mean, if we weren't doing the podcast, I'd be listening to it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no doubt that you would. I just, I mean, I think I've said all I need to say. <laughs> I think I've, yeah, yeah. I've made all the noises I need to say about this song. Uh, <laughs> there are no more noises to make, sir. I have, I have made my feelings quite known. Um, so let's keep, uh, let's keep this trainer <laughs> moving, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's, yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're sticking with Ocarina of Time here, and this next one's a really interesting, um, a really, really interesting piece to me. Um, this is called the Ocarina of Time medley, and it is from uh, uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. And when you think Ocarina of Time medley, you'd think this is a uh, a medley of songs from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That would make sense. But no, this is literally the Ocarina of Time medley, as in Michiko Naruke of the Wild Arms series has made a medley, a functioning song of the Ocarina tunes. In Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. I love this track. This was one of the tracks that they uh, debuted on the Smash Dojo 
when they were doing uh, all the 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 build up things to to brawl where there was new some new piece of information dropped every day mm-hmm. and this was one of the ones and i was like oh awkward of time medley it's gonna be a bunch of awkward of time music and i start playing it and i'm listening no it's 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 all the ocarina tunes holy crap this works really well it's so smart um so again we're in ocarina of time uh originals by koji kondo and uh it's this is a really cool take this is a really really impressive piece of music um uh, I, I'm going to play for you. We're going to edit the, this part in. So I haven't decided how many of these I'm going to play for you uh, <laughs> to kind of get your, your mind in a, in place for this, because it goes through uh, most, if not all of the Ocarina tunes from Ocarina of Time. And I, I just think it's incredible. So uh, uh, here is your brief refresher. And here is, uh, well, let's just enjoy this, this masterpiece for what it is. This is such a cool piece. This is the Ocarina of Time medley from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Enjoy.
That's clever as hell, right? It really is. It's like uh, surprisingly well done. I think when you uh, explained what this track was going to be, I, like in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to conjure up all the, the different ocarina songs, you know? And I'm just like, how do they make that into a medley? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really neat how uh, some of them get like really um, kind of a... Uh, just kind of sprinkled in the background. Oh, yeah, like, that uh, too. So, so we're we're rolling with uh, Zelda's lullaby to start. Yeah, and uh, that one uh, you know, is one of the most uh, famous tracks from the Zelda series, mm-hmm. originating back in a, a Link to the Past. But so you got that going on, and then um, in the background during the kind of the, the the second half of that, you've got the um, uh, crud that I can't remember the name of the tune. The the one that starts the day, do 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 Like they got that kind of mixed into the background to sh- to sh- kind of shove that one in there too, and then it goes into the you know the really epic song of storms and mm-hmm. the strangely epic uh you know Saria's tune from the Lost Woods. Like that's like the super fun little one, and then this has got it all on the horns. Like da 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 da. It's so this this is so smart. This is such a cool. It's just a really, really cool piece. I, I, I'm so impressed with it. Yeah, it's, it's again, very well done. Uh, again, a testament to kind of the composition. But I think more so, because, I mean, in the game, you think back to the original, it's just, it's sim- it's a simple ocarina, which is really nothing in the grand scheme of things. But Yeah, I mean, they had to compose those songs yeah. to be able to, comp- to be played on an N64 controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not saying anything against its composition or, you know, how they had to do it or whatever. I, I, you know, we were gamers. We understand the limitations of, you know, what we were playing with back then. I'm saying now you you step into this new realm and and now you have to compose around these uh, pieces and then to take them and to take them to a whole other level. I I jokingly said epic before, but some of these pieces got really epic. They did. You know? Yeah, and it's it it like just just magical the way it comes together. I, I didn't want to make it seem like you were sounding reductive. It's one of the things that I find most impressive about the <clears> ocarina <throat> pieces in this, and then again in Majora's Mask, is that they were able to come up with these cool melodies that were they had to be limited to just this number right. of notes you had. You know? No, of course. I mean, I I didn't think you were. Uh, but it's it's true though, you know. With again, I I'm always a big fan of. I, I've said this in previous episodes about how. Um, some of these fantastic uh, compositions were made within the confines of the sound chips or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, good on you for doing that. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good on, good on uh, Michiko Naruke for, for doing this. Okay. So the last Ocarina of Time track we will be listening to this evening is uh, uh, another one of my all time favorites. Uh, I've, uh, this is one of those, Oh god, this song. <laughs> so this is the uh, this is pretty great because uh, this is going to be a cover of the the Hyrule Field music, um, mm-hmm. which for anybody who played Ocarina of Time, which is I would think most people, sure. Uh, when the when you first got out in a Hyrule Field, this is the this is the music of freedom. This is the music of <laughs> when you first see that sunset, when you first see just the giant open field that's minuscule by today's standards but back then felt like it was the world at your fingertips and uh this god this this piece is so great and so dynamic 
because uh, it changes a lot depending on you know what's going on in the game. If there's danger nearby or if you're near water or things like that, it changes in real time. Uh, another one of the just really impressive things that uh, the sound team was able to do in Ocarina of Time was make it so dynamic. Um, and this uh, kind of Hyrule Field medley theme that is uh, uh, comes to us from Super Smash Brothers Brawl uh, is just a it's a beautiful beautiful orchestration of that. Uh, so we're talking about Hyrule Field theme uh, as as heard in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. This one is arranged by Yutaka Iraha, uh, who is uh, credits include Grandia Three and Gun Griffin Blaze among others. Uh, again, the original is by Koji Kondo, who is the composer for uh, the Ocarina of Time on N sixty four, and uh, it's it's one of the all time classics. And this is probably the best version of it I've ever heard. It's it it captures exactly what you think this song sounds like in your head. <laughs> um, but just to show how much better this is, because I feel like, honestly, if you just played this song, it's like, this is what you think this song sounds like in the N64 game. And it totally doesn't. No, no, not at <laughs> so, all. So uh, just a quick refresher course. This is the original version of the Hyrule Field theme by Koji Kondo from Ocarina of Time. And again, that's that's magical. That's one of the few N64 songs that just straight up holds its water to this day, I think, uh, in, in a lot of ways. But this right here, Yutaki Araha's uh, cover, the, the rendition from Super Smash Bros. Brawl is just magical. So uh, strap in for a good time. Here is the Hyrule Field theme from Super Smash Bros. Brawl. <laughs>
again, that's a pretty literal uh, reimagining of that song. It's, yeah. it's barely even a reimagining. It's just like, well, let's just take this and make it real. Yeah. And it's freaking magic. <laughs> no, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean when you say, like, this is what you hear in your head. You know, playing it all the way back then. Yeah. You, the, it, the, the gate opens up and you're out on the field for that first time. That's That's the feeling. What you're hearing now is the feeling you had as a gamer that very first time being like, I'm in an open world like now. This yeah, is... I mean, it's it's just the perfect, it's it's the perfect rendition of this. It's it's so perfect. I I can't even really point to any specific like, oh, they did this this part a particular justice. It's like it, it, they did the whole darn thing justice. It's it captured that exact feeling of uh, Hyrule Field in Ocarina of Time. It just it just captured the spirit, the soul of that original composition flawlessly. And uh, they didn't try anything fancy and different because this is one of those instances where they just didn't have to. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes they'll, uh, some of these tracks are just like, well, uh, there's nothing wrong with a straight cover. I mean, sometimes you get wacky reimaginings like that Dark World one where we're just like blown away by how different it is and how of a, a unique take it is. And then you get something like this that's just, it just makes me happy. It just yeah, makes me so happy. I mean, it, it's right up there with the whole concept. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the most uh, iconic uh, songs and uh, compositions in the whole series. And just like you said, they're like, hey, man, this is great. Let's just, let's just really flesh it out. Let's, let's give it the proper treatment. And, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a home and run. All, uh, all the parts are there. Like it's it's great. Just you can you can see here all the parts from the original N sixty four version because you know they weren't really hurting for sound channels in the N sixty four. Like yeah. they could make the songs as complex as they wanted to. Just they couldn't use high fidelity instruments because of cartridges. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and this just works. It just works. So, oh, absolutely. Right, uh, moving right along, let's get to uh, this. This is a track that that makes me super happy because um, this is a game that I have. Uh, it's one of those few Zelda games that I've spent um, very little time with. Um, I was not a huge fan of the Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass, so when, I don't even think I've played it. So when uh, this one, Spirit Tracks, came rolling along, uh, I didn't. I wasn't particularly enthused by it because. Uh, I didn't love the way it looked, and uh, I, I since I didn't love Phantom Hourglass, I didn't really think much of its follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have since gone back and played a little bit of this, and it does have, it has the heart and soul that I thought was missing from Phantom Hourglass. Uh, I do think this is a very good game that I would like to spend the time going back and playing through someday. But I remember when this game was coming out, and there was a trailer for it, and the trailer was set to this music. Uh, and I remember thinking, I'm buying this game. I mean, besides the fact that it's a Zelda game and I was going to buy it anyway, um, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to buy this because this piece of music, one of my biggest disappointments in Phantom Hourglass was the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did, I didn't like any of it. And uh, this song really just kind of rekindled some of my, my hope that they could get this right. So what we're talking about here is uh the the song is called Full Steam Ahead from Smash 4 uh and it is based on the track Overworld Adventure from the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks um the version from Smash 4 that we're going to be listening to is by Michiko Naruke 
uh, from the Wild Arms series, who we just spoke about a few tracks back, who did the Ocarina of Time medley in Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, the original version uh, is attributed to a handful of artists. I couldn't narrow down specifically who wrote this song. Uh, so the original, uh, the original soundtrack to Spirit Tracks is by uh, Turo Miniga. Uh, uh-huh. Thank you, Toru <laughs> Manigishi, Manaka Tominaga, Asuka Ota, and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's a. Uh, those are the names uh, attributed to Spirit Tracks. Uh, I apologize for butchering those names, and I also apologize if uh, if anyone out there knows specifically who is responsible for this track. Let me know. Uh, I'm I'm always willing to uh, not willing to I'm always per- enthused to point out that I'm probably frequently wrong about these kinds of things. But um, <laughs> so uh, I I do know that this is a relatively underplayed Zelda game. So uh, here's a quick taste of what the original version sound sounded like from uh, the Nintendo DS Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. <laughs> you've got that uh, under your belt just a kind of a flavor of what instruments we're working with uh let's listen to this really really delightful rendition from smash 4 here is full steam ahead enjoy
there have been a lot of new Zelda songs written, like, you know, most games get their own new theme uh, if they're not reprising the original. And this is really, I think, just one of the nicest uh, new Zelda songs. Uh, it's it, such a great original piece. There is a lot about it that I like a lot, honestly. Like, I, I know I just probably set it up like I'm going to bash it or anything. I'm not. I think it's a. I think it's a really great song. There's an element of it. Maybe not an element. Maybe there's a heavy-handed ness to it. It reminds me a lot of like music you would hear in anime and very sweeping epic anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't was this one one of the ones uh, this Zelda or Link game? Was it one of the ones that was uh, like cartoony? Yes, it's very cel shaded. So that, yeah. that that is very intentional. Yeah. Okay. Um, then that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. I mean, it's a fantastic track. It's very sweeping, very grandiose. It is. This um this music is played uh typically while you're riding on a train. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It's a yeah, spare tracks is all about trains. Hey. Uh-huh, hey. <laughs> um nothing gets by us. <laughs> uh no, I I really love this piece and uh I I love the original and it's one of those situations where the ds is trying to emulate real instruments and it comes very close to it but it's just it wasn't there so really just having this you know that that banjo that <laughs> i mean that banjo I, though is i like really that banjo nice. that banjo is really nice. perfect yeah it's uh, hearing this played on like high fidelity real instruments is is a it's a real treat and um I'm really excited that this, uh, so the stage that this hails from is from a spirit track stage that was only in the 3DS version of Smash 4. Mm. Um, cause what they did was, uh, they had a lot of games, uh, stages in Smash 4 that were based on handheld games. And then, yeah. you know, console games were kind of more where they leaned towards in, uh, the, the, the Wii U version. Yeah. Uh, so there's an, there's a really cool looking HD version of this stage in Smash Ultimate. Mm. So I'm really excited to see that cause, Wind Waker's, like I said, Wind Waker's my favorite game, and this takes place in that particular sect of Zelda. It's that art style. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's one of those games that I really liked. The, the, I, I thought the character designs were really nice in, as opposed to the things that I did not like about Phantom Hourglass. And it's a game that I would love to see them really properly remake uh, on a modern console without like the touchscreen controls and stuff. Just make a proper 3D iteration of this using like the Wind Waker HD engine, I think would be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, hearing this hearing this tune uh, done with proper instruments is, is a real treat. And uh, for anybody who hasn't heard it, I'm glad I was able to share it. <laughs> okay, we're switching games now. We're heading over to uh, my personal favorite. Uh, my favorite Nintendo character is Pit from the Kid Icarus franchise. Uh, they're not my... Uh, obviously, you know, Metroid and Zelda are, are probably my favorites, but uh, I have an intense love for the Kid Icarus franchise. I was mystified by the original game as a kid. Uh, I loved the Game Boy sequel, and the wait for Kid Icarus Uprising was grueling. <laughs> but what made it, made it tolerable was when uh, they announced Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and Pit was a playable character with an incredible redesign. Just, ugh. Uh, we've talked about it on the Stone Gamer podcast recently. We we're talking about our favorite E3 memories, and that was really one of them for me. Just seeing the return of Pitt to um, uh, really where he belonged. He was was one of the big names when the you know the original games were coming out. This was a sister game to the original Metroid, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. And 
I've I've always been so saddened by that because this franchise has so much character and so much personality and so much great music. I mean, wasn't uh, what was the um the cartoon was it Captain Nintendo? Captain and the Game Master. Game Master, that's what it was. Simon Belmont, Kid Icarus, like and I never understood why there weren't more Kid Icarus games. I don't either. It really it followed the same path as uh, Metroid, you know. You had the first game on NES, uh, mm-hmm. it was a sister game to Metroid, and then uh, Metroid 2 came out on Game Boy, Kid Icarus of Mr. Myths, Myths and Monsters came out on Game Boy, uh, and then Super Nintendo rolled around and there was no Kid Icarus, and they just, there was nothing until um, he was a trophy in uh, Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Melee, and then he was playable in Brawl, and then he was kind of back. Now, there hasn't been a game since Kid Icarus Uprising, but that wasn't so long ago that I feel like the franchise is dead forever again. Um, well, it's, I'm sure it certainly felt that way. Uh, with, but, oh, um, yeah, it did. I thought for the longest time we'd never get a new Kid Icarus game, and then, lo and behold, it happened, and it was brilliant. Kid Icarus Uprising is a brilliant game. Um, hear that? Go out there and play that. Yeah, go out there and play that. But really, go out and play the original, too. If you have a 3DS, um, the best version of the original Kid Icarus is on the 3DS. They did a 3D Classics version of it where it's the same 8-bit game, except instead of this flat black backgrounds, they added uh, texture and stuff to them, like Ooh. really cool-looking pixel art in the background. It's really quite impressive. Um, but one of the things that's just, it's, it's not even an argument, the soundtrack to the original Kid Icarus by Hip Tanaka is amazing, because it's classic 8-bit Hip Tanaka work, and almost all of that is great. So um, what we're going to be listening to is... Uh, just, just a song that puts a big fat smile on my face. We're listening to a title kit from Kid Icarus uh, from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. This particular iteration is brought to us by Kenji Ito, um, a composer for Final Fantasy Adventure for Game Boy, Saga Frontier, Sword of Mana, and uh, among other things. Uh, and of course, the original is from Kid Icarus. It's the title screen music by Hip Tanaka. Um, so, uh, in case you've never heard it before, here is your quick little refresher. Just a such a joyous little tune, and this uh, this makes me so happy to hear uh, all fleshed out with proper instruments. Uh, so here is Kenji Ito's rendition of "Title" from Kid Icarus. Enjoy.
it's, it's, it still makes my heart sing every time I hear this. <laughs> just any anything that takes something that, I've, I, that I feel is underappreciated, like the original Kid Icarus, and just brings it into modern times, uh, and, and just shows such reverence for the source material, which is just the or incredible original hip to knock a pieces. It's just wonderful. It's it puts emphasis in a lot of strange places, um, compared to to what the original sounded like. Like the very the way it kind of um after it goes through the first real um intro when it starts getting into the meat of the song, it just kind of you know cuts back and gives us dom dom the big hits. I, I think it's a strange choice, but I do think it works. Um, and really, it's just just everything just goes back to how great the original composition is, and just hearing the hearing the the real orchestrated pieces playing this stuff is so cool. It's it's a fantastic piece. I'm I'm not familiar with the series at all. Uh, any of them really? Um, I think I, I probably played a little bit of the original Kid Icarus as as a teen or something. Um, but. Knowing like Kid Icarus um, artwork and kind of the concept of it and, you know, seeing it over the years, especially in um, uh, Super Smash Brothers, the song itself, like, I think it's perfect for everything that I've ever seen. Uh, You know, I always talk about the packaging, you know, not just the artwork, not just the music, not just the graphics, but everything comes together. And I feel like Mm -hmm. this track is really, um, it's really all encompassing of what the series is or in my case could be having again never really played it out you know i get the idea uh from hearing the song and this rendition is is beautiful it's a it's a beautifully uh done track yeah it's uh <sighs> yeah i'm sorry i'm just kind of it's just one of those things that just puts me it's in such a nice warm fuzzy place and even if it isn't um you're right about it, capturing the personality. It's it's just the right flavor. It's because um, Kid Icarus is has always been inherently goofy. I mean, it's always had a great person, uh, a sense of humor about itself. I mean, we're talking about a game, you know. It, it's set in like you know ancient Greek mythology inspired stuff, but there's like eggplant wizards. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, the old eggplant <laughs> wizard. Which, by the way, since uh, Captain N. Uh, I probably drew dozens of them in the corners of my notebooks and the margins of my notebooks. It's like so easy to draw. Yeah, you know, it's just a giant eggplant with like an eye. But you know, in and in the game, I loved I loved that kind of stuff. I was there was a whole. It, go listen to our episode on a uh, Kid Icarus. I don't remember what episode number it is, but we did one, and I probably you know went on and on about why I love <laughs> the game so much. Um, but there was always this mystique around it, and I was always so fascinated by it. And it's one of those weird games that it's. The difficulty's really front loaded, but if you can survive the first like three or four levels, then uh, the rest of the game just really opens up, and uh, you're you're good to go. You're good to go for just a really great uh, NES title, and uh, music's a big part of that. So uh, pr- the last song we're gonna listen to before we let you go tonight uh, is uh, the rendition of the Underworld theme, which is this is probably the most recognizable piece of Kid Icarus music that that that's ever been thrown together. Um, it comes to us from again Super Smash Brothers Brawl. This time um, is reimagined by uh, Shogo Sakai, uh, who's just all over the Smash Brothers series, um, and uh, the original is still by. Uh, uh, Hip Tanaka. Now, um, this one is primarily the Underworld theme, but it also incorporates the uh, Grim Reaper theme as well. Uh, 
again, pulling on the inherent goofiness of Kid Icarus, uh, there are these Grim Reaper characters uh, walking around, and they just kind of like pace back and forth. But if they see you, they freak the hell out, and they summon the Reapettes, which are four floating mini Grim Reapers that float around the screen. Because it's just weird. I, gotcha. I love it. Um, and it's a, it's a very, very recognizable tune. So here's a, a quick taste of what the original version sounded like to just kind of you know, get you in the mood. a magical piece right here it's just a really really great reimagining of uh one of my favorite nes songs uh so enjoy underworld from super smash brothers brawl
All right, so <laughs> what'd that, you think of that one? That was the strangest track I think I've heard <laughs> in quite some time. I I I almost don't know what to make of it. Um, it's a weird rendition of that song. Um, listening to the original version is one of my all-time favorite NES tracks, mm-hmm. and this is a weird take on it. It's not a bad take, but the baseball stadium organ is not a direction i would have gone myself um but go on i i, I want to hear your thoughts uh, no I, I mean it's it's a very a playful track because that there's that part and it's a l- just just a little out of whack you oh, know the da, 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 yeah. well that's the grim reaper tune uh. um I yeah. If you're unfamiliar with yeah. it, it makes yeah. a lot more sense when you know what it is. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> for those listening at home, I'm not actually uh, Matt and I are are listening to the new songs, but we're not listening to the old songs together. Yeah, we'd um, be here forever. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, but I I promise Matt will listen to the original Grim Reaper. I have, theme, I have and to that now. That will make a lot more sense. I, I totally have to now. Uh, so the way it plays in the game is that when the Grim Reaper sees you and he freaks the f out. Uh-huh. It just starts playing that tune, and it's uh-huh. just those notes over and over again until you kill all four rebets. Oh my god! It just god. loops over and over again, and so I find it—it's that's probably my favorite piece. Part of this piece is uh-huh. the way it just keeps getting more ludicrously intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just weird. All right, it, that makes a ton more sense <laughs> because there's there's certainly points in which I'm listening to the song and I'm thinking like, oh, I I think I'm I think I'm slowly starting <laughs> to lose it. I think this may have done it. I'm I'm not gonna make it to the Metroid episode, which is a yeah. shame. It is it is intentionally absurd. I believe it's, it. Yeah, I I could totally see that now. Uh, I mean, but that that aside, it, it's an interesting track. Um, the the pipe organ is certainly um an interesting choice. I, I mean, that's all I can say about it. Is it? It's a very interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Quite honestly. I want more than anything in the world to have, uh, and I love the work that Shogo Sakai has done on Smash Brothers, but I really want somebody else to tackle this this tune because it is a it's a wonderfully legendary track, and um, I think that it can be done much better than this. Um, I of course included it in here because uh, it, there wasn't a lot of Kid Icarus music thrown into um, Smash that wasn't just straight up tracks from either the original game or just straight up uh, just playing the tracks from Kid Icarus Uprising, which is great stuff. Uprising has an incredible Smash Brothers-esque soundtrack that's done by like a freaking cavalcade of different composers, just like Smash is. Um, but uh, really, this this original piece of the underworld, it just it needs to it, it needs to be redone by somebody else. I want to hear somebody else's take on this tune. Because it's such an important piece of video game music. And as much as I enjoy this piece and I really like what Sakai was going for, there's um, none of it has the same soul of the original. Uh, which is to say that, you know, when you think of Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. like Donkey Kong Country, it, it's a giant ape running around collecting bananas and a, uh, a necktie. Like, that's goofy. <laughs> but the music is still gorgeous. Yeah. And that's kind of a that's a bit of what Kid Icarus is. There's a certain beauty to it, even if you're fighting an eggplant wizard. You know, there's a certain uh, the the soundtrack is really really smart in the original, and um, I think this one 
traveled a little bit too far into the absurdist category, not just the Grim Reaper part, which I think actually works really well, um, but with the strange instrumentation and stuff, which I was still just in love with when I first heard it, because, holy crap, there's new versions of the Kid Icarus music. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, listening back to it now, and especially after listening to the incredible soundtrack of Kid Icarus Uprising, I, I can't wait to, to see and really, really cross my fingers that somebody else is going to do a fresh take on some more Kid Icarus music, because uh, it deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess exactly what you said, the, the absurdity of the Reapers uh, playing into this kind of um, a crazed version of the track is, it, it all works together. I'm going to have to, this one I'll have to definitely do my homework on and listen to the originals, the two original pieces. Yeah, definitely. I, I I threw them up there for you to to listen to. They're they're available for you. Um, but they're not available it. for you, listeners. Or well, are they? There. Yeah, they totally are. I'm I'm being yeah. nasty. Check them out on YouTube. They're they're, yeah. they're everywhere. <laughs> they're easy to find, and they're so worth your time. Anything by Hip Tanaka is really worth your time. Um, Kid Icarus has a remarkable soundtrack, and for goodness' sake, go back and listen to our episode if you haven't already, because uh, it was a fun episode to do. It's like I said, one of my one of my all time favorite games. Um. So there we go. That's it. That's our show. Uh, we made it. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, join us next time when we're continuing our Super Smash Brothers journey by highlighting the series music from the Metroid, Star Fox, and Mega Man franchises. Woo! Holy crap! I'm so a good excited. Episode. So excited. as always, we would love to hear your thoughts and memories on the video games we've discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find more information about our next games as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. So what we're leaving with you with today is, uh, is a really cool piece that I think Matt is going to enjoy. Uh, this is a song from Kid Icarus Uprising. That was uh, redone for Smash 4. It's called Wrath of the Reset Bomb. And it is uh, originally written by and remastered for Smash 4 by Yuzo Koshiro, the composer for Streets of Rage. Woo! Which, I, I, Matt, I, I, I think you're going to enjoy this piece. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro has also done you know, work for Shenmue and Sonic for the Master System. Mm-hmm. He's a freaking master. Like, dude, dude makes good music. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, real quick before we leave you, here is a taste of what the original sounded like. And it's not, you know, the new version is not super different because, you know, we're going from 3DS to uh, Wii U, but it is still a, a, a nice, fresh orchestration of it and uh, just a really great song. So uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and enjoy uh, Wrath of the Reset Bomb from Smash 4 and Kid Icarus Uprising, and we'll see you next time for even more Smash Brothers music. Good night.